hey everybody and welcome this is episode number 45 ripping lips you're listening to the wilderness tamer podcast and thank you so very much for continually tuning in now my guest this week is greg die he is an avid angler that fishes the bfl tournament series as a co-angler and he also fishes kayak bass fishing tournaments now we get into the apples and oranges of fishing both compared to fishing out of a boat and fishing out of a kayak and what advantages you have from actually fishing in the kayak pros and cons this was a fun episode now before i let y'all go to enjoy it let me give a quick shout out to the sponsors of the show and that is dry pocket apparel they are the future of swimwear that come with a integrated dry bag as a pocket with a self-sealing magnetic strip they are certified to go a hundred feet down and it will keep your phone dry as a bone so go check them out on facebook instagram TikTok, and as well as drypocketapparel.com now while you're on the website and you see something you want use promo code wilderness to get you 25 percent off your order now y'all spring's here and summer's right on the doorstep y'all go check these guys out they got the new fanny packs in they got small personal dry bags and as well as this June, the Dry Pocket self-sealing dry bag will be available. Put in your pre-orders now. So thanks, Greg, for coming on the podcast, man. It really was fun to kind of change the beat up from hunting podcast a little bit. And I know my guests will probably appreciate it too. So y'all have a good uh, weekend and a happy Easter. And thank you for listening to the Wilderness Tamer podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode number 45, Ripping Lips. Let's get this podcast rolling and get Greg on the phone. Hello? Hey, man. How are you? What's going on, Connor? How are you, man? Oh, good, good. How you doing? Oh, doing good, man. Kids uh, just got down and... Time to relax. Amen to that, <laughs> man. That's a treasured time. How old are your kids? Uh, they are five and eight years old. Oh, so shoot. A, That's why I got a five-year-old and a 16-month-old, so I'm right here in the same boat with you. Yeah, I, I got two boys, man, so they're, uh, I got they're a two, lot of fun. Man. I got two girls, so. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Man, good luck with that. Or that's what, yeah. I'm fine with these years. I'm not looking forward to the high school times. That's going to be rough uh, on me. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, even but imagine. thanks for taking the time to come on, man. I'm looking forward to it. I've been doing quite a few hunting podcasts, so in wilderness tamer fashion, I decided to swap it up and get talking to fishing. So there if you, you go. Yeah, if you want to introduce yourself real quick, just a quick overview of who you are, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, um, man, uh, my name is Craig Dodd, and I, I, I love, I love fishing out of a kayak, man. Amen. It's something that I, I I've been doing it for. Man, I don't know. I mean, kind of on and off. I grew up in Louisiana, kind of fishing out of canoes a little bit. And um, I grew up fishing a lot of saltwater and stuff like that. But um, about 12 years ago, I got into kayak fishing when I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, something to do with uh, just kind of something for my um, my wife. She was my girlfriend at that time. Just something for us to do together. Yep. And uh, it kind of started out as being in a tandem kayak, you know, a two-person kayak. And, um, you know, they call that the divorce kayak. You know? Yeah, those so, don't <laughs> last long, man. Those are for newbies that don't know what they're doing. Every, you want yeah. your own boat. <laughs> well, it was, you know, it was fun for a little while. And then 
and then I, I'm super competitive, man. I fished, you know, some tournaments kind of in high school with my uncle and college fishing, you know, a few bass tournaments here and there. Yeah, our histories and, are like paralleling, like right down the center. <laughs> that's awesome. Like verbatim. Then, uh, yeah, and then um, we kind of, I got my own kayak, and then I, I got into some of the uh, river bass tournaments that Drew Gregory was putting on. It actually, it was used to be hosted at Bass Pro Shops a long time ago. Really? And um, yeah, yeah, you would like us, you would, you wouldn't sign up there, but that's where the awards would be. It would be actually inside the Bass Pro Shops. That, that, was, that was that's pretty yeah, that cool. Was that was, yeah, that was probably eight or ten years ago. And um, man, I just got hooked, and then I moved to Tennessee, and started um a kayak bass fishing tn there which is one of the you know one of the best uh, kayak fishing clubs in tennessee now and then uh, i was there for five years fished a lot of tournaments and that's when i really got into the tournaments and the sponsors and the videoing and mm -hmm. it just it just became like that was it man like i was in deep and then uh, and then my work asked me to come back to georgia so i'm north of atlanta now up here in the canton Can georgia area Really? And, uh, That's awesome, yeah, man. I, That's why I'm in Valdosta, yeah. Georgia, but I've tried, I've fished and hunted all over Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool up here, man. And, um, really that's how the kayak fishing thing has been something I absolutely love doing and been doing it a long time and know a lot of people in the sport. And now I'm, you know, now I'll bring my kids out on the river and go fishing. So yeah, kayaks, I can't wait for that really point. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Cause it's just yeah, it's something about being cool. a kayak and on the water. It's a lot more intimate than being in a boat. One, it's not as much work and hazard. I should say it's a lot more chill and it's just fun. When you catch a big fish, that sucker pulls you wherever he wants to go. And that's fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I fish, um, I started fishing the BFLs, um, as a co-angler last year. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you fish with these guys, they kind of think kayak fishing, they just, I got to explain to them like how much we do and how much money you can actually win in tournaments. And, and you're right. When you catch a four pounder in a boat, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. But those are like floating docks. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. I mean? you, can, you know, catch a four or five pounder in a kayak. It gets real interesting real quick. And that it makes it like a whole nother level of, Oh, uh, you're right. It is very interesting. It's right there in your face. Yeah. That's the thing about it. That sucker could jump out and jump in your boat. It's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I've caught a five-foot gar in my kayak before, and that was a hell of a fight. <laughs> I was like the old man in the sea sitting following oh. this sucker in the river for like 20 minutes. That's a bad situation to have a giant, giant gar in a kayak. Yeah, <laughs> it was bigger than I thought he was. I was like, oh, my mercy. But luckily, I got him <laughs> off without hazard. We both went our way different ways once I got him to the boat. Yeah, I just cut the line and say I'm good. That's what See I did. You. I didn't try and get the hook. I got down to the leader, so I get as much line as I could, and I I snipped it. I ain't I messing like with it. that sucker. <laughs> so Funny starting enough. out, what kayak did y'all start out with after y'all got after the, or after the tandem? I should say. Yeah, well, we bought our tandem over at Dick's Sporting Goods. That was fun for I don't know a few months, and then you know it, the weather would get a little colder, and she wasn't really into it. And I I got into a wilderness systems uh ride oh, 135 yeah. kayak and that, that was my first real kayak that was built for fishing and yeah um and then I, I went to like the ride 115 and then when i moved to tennessee i met chad hoover and we became pretty good friends up there and he actually got me on the wilderness systems team so that was really cool i mean that was like a whole like you know years of doing it and then mm -hmm. moving your way up and meeting the right people and oh yeah you know, i understand it was 
it was a cool, you know, a lot of times people come into the sport now and want that as soon as they come in. I'm like, man, I didn't even think about a sponsorship for at least four or five years. Yeah, you, know? you got it. It's one brick at a time for sure. That's I've yeah. been kayaking yeah. for about 11 years now. I've got a perception yeah. scout. Yeah. Eventually, I want to upgrade to more of a fishing kayak where I can stand in it. But, man, I've had mine from the creeks of North Georgia to North Carolina all the way out into the Gulf. And it yeah. just performs in every situation. And it, I mean, it's straight as an arrow. It's awesome. I can flat yeah. out get it when there's a strong current, too. Yeah, it's, um, that's the cool thing about kayaking, man. And I tell these guys when I fish these bass boat tournaments, I'm like, look, I fish everywhere you fish. I fish, you know, I fish offshore on Lake Lanier. I go to Louisiana. I grew up in Louisiana, so I go fish, you know, in the marsh for redfish. Yeah, we'll get in them mean, oyster get, beds I, at low tide, man, and you'll tear them up. Yeah, and then I, you know, fish in the rivers, you know, up here in North Georgia. You know, I fish the Etowah a lot, you know, and I'll go over to um, Alabama, and I love fishing the Tennessee River. You know, anytime you can get on, you know, Chickamauga or oh, yeah. Wick or whatever, Gunnersville, you know, I love fishing. I fish all those lakes in a kayak. Cool. I mean, That's, I, my I brother love, lives up around Rocky Face in Dalton. He he kayak fishes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, a good thing the gas is cheap, you know? Yeah, for now. Yeah. <laughs> so, it could be cheaper, but it is what it is right now. So, uh, what kind yeah. of what species of bass do you go after or have caught? Because I haven't caught a smallmouth myself, but I've caught a, not a lot of largemouth down here. Well, when I when I first started, you know, I grew up in Louisiana, and then I moved to Georgia. I moved to Atlanta, so you know, catching spotted bass and all that was cool. But when I moved to Tennessee, and I discovered smallmouth bass, man. Let me tell you, I, I was, <laughs> it was, yeah, I got hooked, man, especially fishing those small creeks and rivers up there that are mm. really hard for bass, you know, like boats just can't get into. Yeah. And, you know, I learned some of the techniques, some, some tips up there fishing those super clear creeks. And you would not believe what one of the best lures for catching smallmouth in a super clear creek is. And uh, I went out, there's this, um, a guy called Moving Water Outfitters or Moving Water, I forget, it's called Moving Waters, and it's a guide service up there, uh-huh. and they do wade, wade fishing trips and kayak trips in, like, super hard to get small creeks. Heck, yeah. They, That's where it's they, at, they, though, man. That's so fun, just wading and flipping a fly rod like that or something. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, what's what's crazy is when you go when you go with these guys, they when they bring you back to these back rows, they like almost like feel like you're driving in circles. So you don't know how to get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they make you get so lost intentionally. Blindfold you. You're, there, you're like, okay, I have no idea where I'm at. But anyway, when we get out there, the guy hands me a rod and he hands me a black frog, like a black plastic frog, like, like a bass a, fishing like, frog, like a bass fishing frog. Huh. And I said, I said, you know, like those ribbit frogs that you can cast and reel real fast yeah, on yeah. top of the water? I got a bunch of topwater black frogs. Like that. I mean, I use that color a lot. Yeah. Well, this water, you know, it's only two or three feet deep. It's super clear. But these smallmouth will sit on the shade lines in these little creeks. Uh-huh. And he says, cast that thing on the bank and reel it really fast off that bank. And you reel it. It comes across the water, man. Those big old smallmouth come up and just destroy it like, oh. like I'm not kidding you. That man. sounds like it a was, blast, man. I love topwater yeah. fishing no matter what it is. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. So anyway, so to answer your question, I love catching large mountain, love catching big spots like on Lanier and, and in the Etowah. 
But my favorite is definitely catching smallmouth up in Tennessee. Would you I mean, say they're just, the most aggressive species out of them all? Uh, I don't know, man. Those shoal bass down there on the Ugmogee and the Flint. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I've caught some shoal bass down here, and they fight hard. For their size, uh, yeah. they fight good. They're mean, man. Those things, like, you know, you know, in our kayak tournament, you know, we have to score on the, uh, the hog trough on the board, you know? Yeah, like that's why I want to get in that, how all that works, because there's not a lot of that around here. And I was like, shoot, I ought to start something. Because I know a bunch of guys that have kayaks, and I think it's turned to be a good turnout. Man, it's, <laughs> it's, blowing, it's, it's been blowing up for the last seven or eight years everywhere. Like, I mean, it is. I'm going to have to look into that because that kind of piqued my interest because I love kind Like I said, I love it. If yeah, I ain't whitetail hunting, I'm fishing. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Well, what's cool about it is you, know, you meet a lot of new people, which I, I like that part of it. And, um, like, I started a little little tournament format here in Georgia. Um, it's called the 444 format. And what do you do is you, you get 16 guys and they get into uh, four groups of four. And we randomly pick who fishes against who. So, like, these four guys will go fish this lake. These four guys will go fish this lake. And, you, you know, you fish with guys for four hours against them. You're going to get to know them. You know, so when you go to the big tournaments or you just go to the boat ramp, you know, you're just going to start – you just slowly start meeting all these different people you wouldn't normally fish with. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Like I fished tournaments like a for a while. I had a bass boat, but I knew it in kayak. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It was – um. That's one thing I love about it is meeting new people and people who, especially people who love it as much as I do, you know? Yeah, and it's crazy. Some days you'll go fish and didn't catch nothing, but yet someone else will come in and it'll be a straight toad. So it just depends, yeah. you know, the right place, right time, or knowing the right lure set up, man. You're right. You're right. But uh, now what kind of lures do you tend to use or your go-to setup? Um, I know it depends man, on mean, conditions, but sure, sure, sure. I mean, I mean, I fish God, just all different types of water, but probably uh, I love throwing crankbaits, um, like a Rapala DT6 and like a Strike King KVD 1.5 square bill. I love throwing those type of crankbaits. I love throwing whopper floppers and frogs, and uh, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a power fisher. Like I, I like to fish fast. I like to cover a lot of water. I like to find those fish that are you know, active. You know, I mean, I do like fishing deep and mm. finesse and, you know, and do that type of deal. But I just, I love covering water and, and just fishing fast. I don't know. I just really. Yeah, really that's just that tournament now. fishing. You got to cover ground. <laughs> that's the only way to yeah. do it. I mean, yeah, because you, you get stuck in one area. You're just, those fish just aren't feeding. You got to go find some that are. But for me, it's, you know, crankbaits and like I said, crankbaits and top water. I like throwing chatterbaits and spinnerbaits a lot. Mm. Yeah, but, on a windy um, day, I'll do that. Time to get some yes. really good thump in the water. You're right, man. It's, you know that, that wind. It's it's crazy how you can go fish a bank and not get a bite. And that wind picks up, and you go back and catch, you know, three or four in the exact spot you just you just fished thirty minutes ago. Mm -hmm. You know, for sure, it's really cool. Oh yeah. Now, kind of getting to back. When did you start fishing the uh, FLW? Or no, BF. I started not FLW. Yeah. Which one? The BFL. Well, it's it's. Well, you know, Major League Fishing bought FLW, so it's the Major League Fishing BFLs. Um, I started last year. Okay. And I fished, I fished the Bulldog Division, which we fished Lanier, Sinclair, uh, what's it, Eufaula, and a couple other, I don't remember. But, um, and then this year I'm fishing the Choo Choo Division, uh, which we fished Gunnersville, Wheeler, uh, Pickwick, and then we go back to Gunnersville again. So, now I just kind of 
I wanted to mix it up and you know, I fished these lakes before in kayaks, but I wanted to do it in a boat with new people and kind of see how they fish it. Mm-hmm. Really, just to learn, man. It's really cool, you know, doing that co-angler deal because you just—it's basically a guided trip where you sit back and. I've heard know, those are very fun. How do you get involved with that? Do you just kind of sign up, or do you got to like win tournaments to get in that spot? No, no, no. You just sign up. Um, the the cool thing is that a lot of people like to do it, so you got to sign up kind of early. And uh, sometimes you get on a wait list, but I've, I've gotten every one I've entered. Okay. And really what you do is, like you, what, what they, they call linking. So what you do is you find another, so you're a co-angler, and you find a boater, like say your buddy owns a boat, right? He wants to fish the BFLs too. So y'all link together. So basically it guarantees you a spot. Uh, I got you. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're going to fish with him, but what it guarantees is that, okay, now we have a co-angler and a boater together. So it guarantees you will get in the tournament for sure. And then they do a random draw Friday night. We'll get a text and it'll say, okay, here's your boater. Here's his phone number, your boat number 67 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to, you know, and then you call them and then y'all talk and then you show up to the ramp the next day and y'all go fishing together. Try oh, to win. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It's cool. It's really cool. It is until everybody does that takeoff first of the morning. That was, was that I didn't care much for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got kind of hairy at times. Well, what, what I've learned is uh, you, know, you got some boaters that are just, they live for that part. That's their favorite part of the day. Ugh. You know, because, <laughs> because they, have a, they have a fast boat that goes 75 miles an hour and they love to go 75 miles an Man, hour. Man, I got something? mine up to 62, and it started chime walling, <laughs> and I was like, uh-uh. I turned it down, <laughs> which we were in Lake Seminole when I did that. And that's a like pretty much a flooded forest. If you can ever go fish that lake, it's huge. But, man, the diversity of fish in there is ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've been there. Oh, you have? Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I fished, I fished the tournament there. It was two years ago. I, I told you, man, I fished, I fished a lot. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a good I thing. a lot. No, that's why I mainly fish the Flint River a lot up there, especially during the summertime. You find them springs. Oh, uh-huh. man, you can tear them up. I, hooked them, probably, I still got a picture on my laptop here. And it was probably about four or five years ago because I sold it as soon as I had my first kid. About paid it off, yeah. and a week later, a guy asked me if it was for sale. I was like, well, and he gave me about an extra thousand, so I sold that sucker. There you go. <laughs> Made some money off of it. I like it. Now, like what it. kind of rods and stuff do you use? Well, I – um. I'm sponsored by St. Croix Rods. Oh, cool. And uh, um, I, when, you ever, you ever heard of Hook One kayak fishing gear? I haven't, be, I haven't. That's fine. Um, Chad Hoover, uh, he started that in Tennessee. And uh, like I said, I was buddies with him. And um, Hook One started carrying St. Croix Rods. And I got to meet the local rep and got some relationships going there, which was really cool. A gentleman named Randy Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And, um, and man, I, I've been using St. Croix rods for the last, I don't know, three or four years. And Sweet. I love them, man. I mean, yeah, the options that St. Croix has from, you know, a, a 90, you know, a $90 rod, $100 rod up to a $600 rod and everything in between. I mean, you can find anything you need of any action, any length, any whatever. What so weight and length do you everything. use or tend to gravitate towards? Um, well, it just depends, you know, like for, you know, like, you know, for crankbaits, I like kind of a medium action rod, like a seven foot rod. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do like the, you know, like those fiberglass rods that have a little more flex in them. And yeah. So, you know, when you're using those treble hook baits, like a crankbait, it helps keep those fish, you know, hooked up when you, you know, either barely got one hook in them or whatnot, <laughs> yeah. want to eat it. 
Or the one that jumps a lot. Yes. Or if they eat it right by the kayak and you're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. Like having that like medium action kind of softer rod, you know, with that type of material rod, it just kind of gives you, it has a lot of forgiveness, which is nice, especially when fishing crankbaits. Oh, for sure. But, um, I mean, I I have a lot of basic, you know, medium heavy seven foot rods for spinner baits and chatter baits and worms. Yeah. I thought shaky head a lot too. So I'll have a, like a seven foot, I think it's a seven foot two medium I use for all my shaky head stuff, you know, which, you know, up here in spot of bass country, you, you got to have a shaky head on, you know, yeah. always. I heard they like a lot of vibration, kind of getting into lures for those. Now, what's the difference between species? Do you, like, is a wacky rig work best for a smallmouth or what they call it, like a Carolina rig? Yeah. Um, man, that just depends. I mean, I've caught smallmouth throwing crankbaits, spinnerbaits, mm-hmm. topwater, just like you do anywhere else. Okay. For me, I really focus on like the conditions and how can I be the most efficient in those conditions? You know, like if it's super calm, bright sun, depending on time of year, you know, I'm probably going to be slowing down, throwing a jig, throwing a shaky head worm. You know, if I'm, you know, if it's April, you know, if I'm skipping docks, I'll, I'll throw a wacky rig around docks, you know, trying to catch those bass that are under there or spawning. So you, you know? I guess they'll be up at tour. I guess, of course, they'll be up around the edges for the around spring and stuff. I guess during winter time, do they go down deeper up there, or in yeah, deeper I mean, water? Man, let me tell you, the winter time. The cool thing about winter time is that you know usually in the morning, if it's a cold day, it'll be kind of slow fishing. But there's always a window. You know, it's like a window, like between like eleven and two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Those fish just turn on, and even if the water, you know, even the upper forties, low fifties, you can still go catch them on moving baits. You don't have to slow down really, but. Um, you know, it depends on the lake. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go deeper. I don't expect to catch them shallow, like on top water or anything like that. But, okay. um, you know, but that's the cool thing about spotted bass. I mean, they really, I mean, they bite. It doesn't matter what the weather is. <laughs> as long as you bite, put it in front know? of them, they're going to suck it up. I mean, a lot of times, man, I mean, it doesn't matter if the water's 50 or if it's 85. I mean, they just eat, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's pretty. I'm just trying to learn all I can. Like I said, I've never, I haven't caught a spotted or a, a smallmouth, but I definitely want to do that. My brother sends me pictures all the time because he does that creek wading and he'll go out to lakes sometimes and they'll turn mm-hmm. them up. But uh, now getting to your kayak setup currently, what top do you have now? And uh, do you have all like, the fish finder and stuff, or is it just like pretty basic? No, um, I do since I fish tournaments and turn, um, starting the last couple of years. All the big tournaments allow electric motors. Oh yeah, so, I would love to have one of those. So, so what I run is the I run the I'm sponsored by New Canoe, so I, so I run the New Canoe Unlimited, and I, it came out last year. Super cool kayak, super stable. Um, you know, it's like twelve and a half foot, twelve and a half foot long. I think it's 40, 42 inches wide. It's wide. Heck it's yeah. Wide. It's and um, I have the motor guide xi3 on the on the bow so i have an electric motor in the front i control it with like a key fob with like with a remote right sweet yeah and it has um i'll send you a picture oh for sure it has like anchor lock on it so i can lock out you know in 50 foot of water it'll keep me in place oh man i had that Uh, on my bass boat that was freaking awesome yeah it's it's well especially with kayak tournaments you know when you catch a fish and you got to score it. You, know, you can't power. You can't really do much. 
Yes. Like you just you're just bobbing around. You That's know, so you the that beach with kayaking. You got you can either have an anchor or a long uh like a set pole. I have a long little fiberglass rod I can take and shove down, but that only goes to like six feet. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But it's um uh, it's cool. And then I have a um I have Ray Marine electronics on there. I just have one unit. Mm-hmm. Um a Ray Marine element. And then that's really it, man. I, and I, you know, I fish that thing everywhere. I fish on Lanier a lot. I fish in the rivers. I mean, I, you know, if, if I'm bringing my sons like a float down the river, obviously I won't bring the motor and I'll, I can run that kayak tandem. I can slide my seat all the way back and put another seat on the front because they have these long tracks that go most of the a whole length of the kayak that you can slide the seats on. Badass. I'll have to check and, this uh, kayak yeah. out. That sounds cool because I'm wanting to get me yeah. a bigger, bigger boat, you know, something where I, Cause I'll take my kayak and we'll go camping up river uh, for the weekend too. We, I love doing that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I haven't done that in years. That is like, it's hard to beat that man to get up out the, you know, float down a river and camp. And oh yeah. We'll string a hammocks up, man. It's awesome. Drink beer at night by the fire. You can't beat it. (laughs) You're right, man. That's, that's, I haven't done a trip like that in a long time. I hope my son's eight. And so I'm getting the age now where I think he's ready for one of those trips. He's, my wife, she's kind of a city girl a little bit, so she's kind of, she's like, you're going to float down the river and just camp on the side of the river? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, just in the middle of nowhere? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like getting a tattoo. I, you don't, you can't explain it. You just got to do it. <laughs> I, I don't know if she's on board yet. I'm just going to have to plan it and go. You know? Yeah. So. No, I, I will say up there, it's a lot better camping scenery-wise up there. Now, granted, down here in the swamps, it's nice, but there's just a lot more stuff you got to worry about because there's no way in hell I'll be sleeping in the ground down here. It's always in a hammock, <laughs> no matter what. Which, heck, we were up in Rocky Face. We went on a little backpacking trip, and, man, we saw so many copperheads up there. I think we were averaging like 8 to 15 a day. Oh, it, ain't, it got ain't to the good. point where we were just like, we're just going to sit right here at the fire and not really move a whole lot because we just everywhere <laughs> we looked, like, God, there's one right there. You could barely see them suckers, but it is what it is. So, yeah, you know, I'll go ahead. I, don't see, I said I don't see too many up here, but uh, you never know. You <laughs> yeah. never know. Now, getting to Louisiana, so getting back in there, y'all ever have any run into gators? Because I've had a couple. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I, I grew up I grew up around Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, we lived in a house where we actually lived next door. You're not gonna believe it. Next door to an alligator farm. Believe it or not. Really. <laughs> so, so the, like, like there would be a little, you know, like we would help them hatch the uh, alligators out of eggs, and we would help feed them, and like, you know, I would become friends with them. Uh, and that it, sounds it like some cool, Jurassic man. Park stuff right there now. It, yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty cool, and uh, so like when I go fish like down in Louisiana on the marsh, I go to Delacro, which is close to new orleans down there in the marsh uh-huh. and um yeah there's gators out there but i grew up around them so i mean i don't mess with them but yeah they're not i've really never been mess with you. i've never been you bothered know? by one but i was fishing lake jackson in tallahassee one time and this is probably the closest encounter i've had with the biggest uh-huh. gator i've ever seen in the water uh-huh. and i was just fishing we were got there i mean butt crack early and i was fishing down this grass bed my dad was way across the lake i could see him but there ain't no way i mean he couldn't have done nothing by the time but i was sitting there fishing throwing i don't remember what i was throwing probably frog more likely but i felt something i was like you know something just ain't right right here i said i feel like i'm being watched no uh-huh. crap i could literally within like swinging my rod as a radius that gator was that far from my kayak 
and it really? was about a 12 footer. It was as long as my boat. I gingerly oh. laid my rod down oh. and I didn't even paddle on it si- on that side. Cause I didn't want to think I had a fish or something. I just like barely pushed away until I got about another two feet and boy, I kicked it in high gear and I paddled as hard as I could for as far as I could. <laughs> but other than that, like I say, even in like down in Florida too, they just kind of lay there, just float on by. <laughs> Yeah, they're not, they're not, I mean, I've never had any issues. I mean, once you come up on one and it doesn't know you're there and you spook him, that's probably the only time it'll really make you kind of nervous. Well, know? yeah, I floated over one. There's a there's a beautiful river down here, if you could ever see, uh, called Wasissa. It's about 45 minutes away from Valdosta down in Florida. And, man, it is wide. It's like 300 yards wide, but it stays about mid-thigh deep. Now, there's gators everywhere, but there's springs all down the river. And there's you'll just see schools of bass just going in between the manatee grass. It is awesome. That's cool. Yeah, but that's where I drifted over that big old about an eight foot gator too. Didn't even see it until it's about halfway <laughs> under my boat. I was like, oh shoot! <laughs> so, what kind of saltwater fishing were you doing back then? Um, man, I I, I kind of grew up fishing Grand Isle, you know, uh, over in Louisiana, fishing for big bull reds and speckled trout. Yep. Um, but I what I've I mean, catching those big bull reds, you know, those big 40, 45 inch, you know, 48 inch ruet, they're fun. It's fun catching them in deep water, like with cut bait, you know, mullet or something like that. But I, I've grown to love inshore red fishing in a kayak more than anything else I do. I yes. mean, if I could pick anything, I would give up bass fishing and fish for red fish and, you know, sight fishing and fishing top water and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why I, mean, I bought I just, a bigger fly rod just to get. Just to do that. I mean, we've done it with bait casters and stuff. I wanted to add a little extra uh, oomph yeah. to it, I guess. So I feel a big new challenge. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy, you know, especially when they're tailing out there and you got to make good casts and not spook them. And, yeah, I missed um, a big bass. I was, we had our family pond here. Had a, we got a 20 acre pecan field and uh, mm-hmm. we have about a four acre pond on it. And I was just practicing casting and all that. Well, the fish were biting, they were hitting top water good. Well, I had just a popper, nice. like a frog on, and about three times this big old bass just jumped out and kept short striking my lure. I think my rubber bands on my frog are too long, and it just kept uh-huh. short striking me. I just kept pulling it out of its mouth. It made me <laughs> sick. It had at least be a five or six pounder. It was a good one. Jeez. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to beat that. Yeah. Do yeah. you do any fly rod fishing or trout fishing? No, I don't. I, I've... I fly fish a little bit, like for some big bluegill on a pond, a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it, but man, when you fish tournaments and see you're so used to putting that bait exactly oh, yeah, where sure. you want it, and you can't, and you got a big mess. I, I, I didn't say I gave it up. I just I tried using my buddies, and I just that was about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. you definitely got to have the spark for it for sure. Yeah, and it, you know, I, I, I need to try it again because it's, you know, it's definitely cool and it's, it's a different aspect of fishing. It makes me, you know, challenge me. It's a different presentation, and I don't think a lot of fish get to see that, and that's kind of my thinking on it. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. It's no. definitely subtle. It's very natural. Yeah, know, it can sure. be <laughs> if it goes right, yeah. if you're not stuck in a yeah. tree or something like that. Now, yeah. uh, kind of going to colors, what colors do you tend to go towards or gravitate towards? For like worms and stuff like that. If you want to give out yeah. these secrets, you don't have to. <laughs> no, there's, there's, no, there's no secrets, man. There's, there's no, 
you know, that's so many years. Yeah, there's some guys, I'll mean, interrupt, but some guys, they'll be like, Yeah, man, they'll tell you this and that. And other guys, that they're hiding the nuclear codes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, for, for so yes, but, fisherman's code, you got to find it yourself. <laughs> no one's going to yeah. help you. Yeah, but for me, um, like worms, you know, I, I keep it real simple. If the water's you know, muddy, kind of murky, um, I love a straight black worm or a June bug. Yeah, um, that's about can, my I mean, textbook I mean, starting yeah. off. That's what I use. Yeah, I think I listened to one of your podcasts you were talking about. I forgot what it was. Talking about fishing down there, and they'll throw a lot of June bug. I, I think that's what I heard. Yeah, that um, electric blue with like a speed worm. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this. When we start, first started fishing tournaments, me and my dad, we got this idea. And as soon, it's crazy how the universe will work. I guess it, since we put it out in the ether, someone else came up with it and actually started selling it. <laughs> We took, uh, which has probably been around forever, but we bit the end of a tail of like just a regular trick worm, and we took beetle spin blades with uh, screw ends where you can and put a little extra blade on the tail. Dude, yeah. I cannot tell you, our hookup ratio went up with just that little blade on the back of it. Yeah, a lot of folks are doing that now, like on Cinco's or Nico Rig. Yeah, I mean, we were doing this were... six, seven years ago. Yeah, see, I, didn't, I, I wouldn't know to do that seven years ago. But we I just bought, know. they weren't even around. We <laughs> just bought the parts and made our own little swivels and stuff. So, Wow, that's pretty cool you were doing that a long time ago. <laughs> it works. Yeah, I'd definitely try it, man. Like, if you ain't, because, like, me and my dad, we'd fish in tandem where he'd try something, and then I'd try something, and then we'd kind of coordinate who's getting bites or something like that. So it kind of helped us get in the, uh, get in a good limit. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, sometimes those little things – you know, like sometimes I think we, we give a fish too much credit. Amen. I mean, their brain, their brain is very small. And then like sometimes you're like, man, I was reeling that bait too fast. Or if I change this color or, or put a small blade on my worm, all of a sudden I'm getting more bites. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It is really. for sure. Now, what's an average limit for uh, the tournaments that you fish in? I know that can change too, but what do y'all well, average okay. poundage wise? Well, you know, we, in the tournament kayak world, um, if that's what you're asking about. Yeah, both of we, them. We can get into both. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we do it by inches. So For kayaking? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's all by the length. It's okay. all by the length. So I actually like, like that a, better. Yeah, it's it's very, um, yeah, it's cool. Um, like, a, you know, like a 20-inch bass is probably a four-pounder, depending on the time of year. You know, like a three-and-a-half to four-pounder. So it's a solid fish, right? Yeah. So, and like, like, for example, the Lake Lanier tournament, if you caught 85 inches, two days, like, you know, we we do five fish limits as well. If you catch 85 inches, two days in a row against, against a hundred guys, you're going to be on the very top, probably going to win. So you, but but that's, that's, that's solid fish now. I mean, you got to catch three and a half, four pounders. Yeah. I about to say that's averaging probably four pounds of fish. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe three to four pounds of fish, but it's it's like if you were in a boat tournament, you'd be up there. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like it's very. Let me tell you something about the kayak anglers now. Ten years ago, it was different. Like, it was competitive, but now it's a different deal. There's so many people into it now. Well, I think, catch, yeah, I just think that's due to Instagram blowing the whole hunting and outdoor industry up. I think that's for it, me. It's. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Like if you if you're not really catching them and really practicing and on fish, you're just not gonna get a check. I mean, you're just gonna do okay and oh no, catch your five fish. But you gotta be. It's just like these BFLs, man. 
what I learned about fishing these these major league fishing BFLs that these guys are good. Like I know you have like the Bassmaster guys and the you know the guys on the. Um, it's a job, like, man. It's a second like, job. Yeah, but like like these you know, these are guys. These are just local guys, and and they don't. This is not what they do for a living. This is just they're just weekend guys, but they're yep. really really good fishermen. Weekend warriors. Hard. Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of tournaments I fished. I mean. I didn't really get nothing yeah. big. I think the biggest tournament I've ever been in had probably like 30 boats, and that was a big tournament. <laughs> so last year, the BFL on Lake Lanier in February, there was 230 boats. God almighty. It was it was crazy. Like, that was my first one ever. So I show up, and there's freaking people everywhere, boats everywhere. I'm like, this is nuts. And then – once you get out and get fishing, you forget about all, like, in the first hour, you forgot about all that because you're fishing, you're fishing with your boater, and, you know, you're focused on what you're doing. But, yeah, that first hour when everybody's taking off 230 boats, it's pretty crazy, man. Uh, I imagine that's probably like two or three foot swells when everybody's getting at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had it some. Be, hey, this one time, like Seminole, there was this really big tournament out there, and we weren't fishing in it. We were just there enjoying it for recreation. And uh, we were going through the channel, that big-ass channel through the middle of the lake, and I hit this guy's weight. Well, my depth finder on the front of the boat broke, or didn't break off. It jumped oh. off the mount and went off in oh. the water. Luckily, I looked behind me real fast because I was traveling pretty good. I whipped that sucker in a U-turn, and luckily that sucker was floating when we got here. My dad got here and netted it. So, luckily, uh, oh. <laughs> it all worked yeah. out. Because I bought my bass boat from a guy who fished the BFLs, and he ended up getting like a ninety thousand dollar boat credit, and he sold me his boat. And then I looked oh. up; it had all his numbers on it everywhere. So wow. it was it was it was awesome. It was side imaging power pole one fifty or one seventy five on the back. It was a yep. Pro Craft twenty one foot. I love that boat. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, I liked very it. Cool. <laughs> now, what yep. are some of the rules that are different from uh, kayak tournaments to boat tournaments? That's a good question, man. A lot of guys ask me the same thing. Um, actually, I fished the BFL last weekend on um, Wheeler, and I was talking about it. Um, the number one thing is that we can launch anywhere we want. Like, if we're fishing Lake Lanier, if, if on, the, on the big tournaments, if it's, if it's not trespassing and anyone can launch there, you can put, like, side of the road, under a bridge, anywhere you want, you can launch that kayak. Which is really cool. As you long can get as back it's the same spots. body of water. As long as it's the same body of water and you can float to it. So I can't, I can't like go put way up a creek, you know, and I can't float. If I can't float to Lake Lanier, then I cannot fish that body, that, that, that creek or river. I got you. Know you. What I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, so if it's like got like a big giant beaver dam or a bunch of logs or something like that, um, I have to stay in the lake where I can float around. Okay, so no but, obstacles but like, or anything blocking you from it. Yeah, yeah. As long as you can float it, you can fish it, and that's that's what makes yeah. our sport so cool. Is because yeah, you can you can have two hundred guys on Lake Lanier and never see anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the lake is so giant. I mean, really, I mean, you have a whole area to yourself, which is really cool. And you know, we, we do inches. Like I said, we do inches instead of um, pounds. Mm -hmm. now do y'all just kind of like take a picture of it or do y'all just like write it down or how do y'all do that um there's an app called um man you really gotta you gotta get into this i want man. to that's it, why i'm trying to ask is, this i'm gonna try and get a group going and see if maybe get a little tournament thing going because i actually 
I'm the Georgia sales rep for a horizontal drilling company, and I travel all over the whole state. So we'll definitely have to link up sometime. I'll throw my kayak in the truck, and we'll have to go fishing yeah. sometime, man. Wait. All right. We'll, we'll talk later about it, but I'm, I'm in the steel industry, so we got to talk about what you do for work. So, Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> That'll work. Uh, anyway, um, I don't even know what we were saying. But anyway, yeah, so we use, we use an app called Tourney X. And if you look at it, it's an app. You can pull it up on your phone, and it's a website. Okay, I'm gonna call it Turny. Yeah, it's called Turny X. And uh, my buddy Dwayne Wally out of Mississippi created this, and it's now they use it all over the world, now, all over the country, all over the world. Sweet. And it's, basically, you can go in there and you create like if you're a TD, you create a tournament. Everybody you fish with has the app, right? Uh-huh. And what it does is when you when you catch a fish. And you put it on your, your board, your hog trough board, your measuring device. You take a picture. And then, you know, you know when you take a picture, it has GPS on the picture, right? Okay. So, so the TD knows exactly where you're at, but you know you're on legal tournament waters. That's so, awesome. So the TD can approve the fish. That, like, they'll, they'll see the fish and say, okay. So let's say you catch it, you put it on your board, you say, okay, it's an 18-inch bass. And you, you got to type the number in. And submit it with the picture in the app, right? Uh-huh. Then the TV will approve it and say, okay, he caught an 18-inch bass in legal water, and he'll approve it. And then it'll keep your inches for you. And it'll also, you'll know where you at or in the tournament. You'll know if you're in first or last or whatever. Oh, you can look at that. yeah. That's badass. It's it's really cool, man. It's really fun, especially if you're, if you're catching them and you want to see if you're still in first or if somebody passes you, are like, man, I can't let you caught a giant fish, you know? So <laughs> That could be um, good or bad for me because I'm like, shit, I got to get going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see someone's coming up past me or something like that. And I, yeah. do y'all, now let me ask you this kind of a question. Unlike you know, fishing out of a boat for tournaments, you're keeping those five fish in your live well. What I like about kayak fishing, you take your picture and you put that fish right back in the water so that right. fish is more able yeah. to recover and not, die you know what i mean because a lot of them die during boat tournaments yeah um that's one of the best parts about our sport especially in the springtime um you know you're not taking those fish off their beds and all that Mm -hmm. um you just let them go and that female will swim right back to her bed and do her thing you know which is which is cool and it's it's just a different i don't know i mean you catch a five pounder and let him just you know submit it and you know you submitted it and just let it go right then it's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't have to worry about keeping fish alive because in the BFLs, I got to deal with that sometimes. Well, I haven't had any fish die in the BFLs, but yeah, I mean, as long as you got a good aerator, yeah. they're going to be okay. But like yeah, I said, yeah. not everybody takes the same precautions for the most part. No, you're right. You're right. And I had, um, I haven't had any ones where I've you know, hooked them real deep or anything yet. So hopefully it'll stay that way. Yeah, that sucks. Know? I hate when that happens. Man, I feel so bad. <laughs> Even though I'm like, oh, it well, it is what it is. But you know, you're right. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, I just now it's what, so cool to let them back. So now, say you do got a fish that needs to be recovered. For people that might not know, what do you do to kind of help that fish get his breath back? Man, well, like for example, if you, if you say you're fishing like a cinco and you're using like a small hook. And that thing, you know, it gets it way back in his in his throat. Um, I just cut it because it, it'll rust out. Yeah. Um, the worst thing you can do is yank on that hook and snatch his innards out and pull it. Yeah, I mean, it's just obviously not going to work so well. <laughs> so yeah, so I just cut the line and let him go. And, and I mean, 
everything that I've read and seen, that's eventually it'll uh, rust out. And a lot of times they'll be okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's it. really, yeah, that's really all you can do. I mean, if it's there are some tricks where you can, if you go in through the gills and you're real careful, you can kind of turn the hook around and push it out. Yeah, that's what I try to do. In. If it's on the surface yeah. right of their throat, I'll take my long pliers and I'll try and hook it like that. Or they have this. I had this one tool. I had these little. It was like a little stick with these little round balls on the, each end, and you yeah. could like run it down the shank of the hook, and somehow it it worked like sixty percent of the time. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, that's better than none. Yeah. That's true. Now let me ask you. You're talking about fishing and uh, fish on the beds. One of the hardest time or one of the hardest days fishing we ever had, and it was salt in the wound the whole time at Lake Seminole. We were just trolling motoring around back in the backwater because, like I said, that tournament was going on. We were trying to stay out of the main area. But, man, yeah. when I say you could sight fish and it literally looked like little submarines just sitting everywhere, <laughs> we would pick, we would throw a lizard or whatever and they would suck it up. And as soon as we go to set the hook, it was like they were spitting it out. It was like they were just moving it off their bed. Yeah. What's a tactic that you use to get that extra hook set into them? Um, well, I don't bed fish a lot out of a kayak. I mean, I usually, I honestly really don't like doing it. Mm -hmm. I just, because it's tough, man, especially in a tournament and you're staring at that fish and you don't want to eat and you're messing with them. But if I'm doing it, I usually downsize. I usually get something real small and just put it right in the middle of that bed and just try to keep it there and barely move it barely moving if you have something small like a if you get like a like a crawfish or something like that maybe yeah i usually get like a um, shaky head hook like a small hook and i'll put i'll get like a cinco and cut it in half okay yeah so i've done like that little, before little, yeah like it's maybe two inches long you know and and, and sometimes that'll work but i really honestly don't i don't fish i personally don't like fishing for bedfish because in a kayak it's tough mm -hmm. stay in that perfect spot at the right angle yeah even if a little bit of wind i want to push you i mean unless you get an anchor and you anchor but um now, i don't typically do it a lot to be honest with you. now let me ask you this can you stand in your kayak absolutely i stand all the time see i'm wanting my kayak's comfortable it has a good seat in it it's like a mini canoe but i can't stand in mine i want to get one that i can it has like a little pull-up bar kayak and duck boats i want to get something like that well the the unlimited that i'm in is built for that exact reason. And, and I, I, I'm 40 years old now and I'm, I feel like I'm in good shape, but sitting in a kayak all day for six, eight hours during a tournament, it, my, it, my back was, it was not good. Like it didn't matter what brand kayak it was in. It was just the fact that I was sitting. Yeah, man, it's not comfortable. Day, yeah. You know, and then like after the turn, I'd be like, man, this is not good. So that's the reason I switched to new canoe kayaks is because I wanted I wanted the bow mount trolling motor mm -hmm. because I can stand up and fish and not have to worry about using a rudder or anything. I can do it with my hand. And I, I stand up probably, like I fished a terminal in the air three weeks ago, and I, I probably stood up 95% of the time the whole day. I would. I just have a little push pole or something. I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just use my, my motor and, you know, have my, my, my remote. You know, and it has, like, um, heading lock where you can – go a direction down a bank and it'll it'll just keep you, you that just, far off the bank yeah, where you yeah, just fish yeah, you just point it you point it in one direction at a speed hit heading lock you put the remote down and you fish you just you know you just fish and it's, God, that's and it's, sweet. And it's, it's like being in a bass boat but 
much smaller and much quieter and much yeah I, like you say yeah. i know we keep repeating this but kayak fishing to me is just the way to go you can get in that shallow water where boats can't get up in there because there's a little yeah. river down or a river down here called the little river and man when it gets to a certain point there's a huge sandbar and boats can't get up there unless you have one of those surface drive motors and yeah. at that yeah. point you just yeah. kind of pull the kayak along with you anchor it off and you just wade fish the whole time and man you could tear them up big old bass i caught a three pounder the last time we went and it fought hard that's what it's about man is getting to those spots that you know what you're doing is you're going to you're going to you're finding those dumb fish man you yeah. know what i mean you find, you find yeah. those fish that, <laughs> that don't see a lot of lures like you go to you go to lake lanier or lake Alatoona over here by me i mean these fish are so used to seeing stuff and people everywhere you get mm -hmm. back in those creeks and those fish and they see a worm they freak out you know they're easy to catch yep that's you know? i was just paddling along real quiet like and i started seeing these minnows jumping i was like oh that looks like something schooling so i just threw right. a speed worm or no speed crawl do you know zoom speed crawls yeah i use yeah, those I use a time. lot yeah. i was using electric blue man and they it sucked it right up it's, it was cool <laughs> <laughs> That's actually fun, i man. think i got it on my instagram it's the bass in the net or in my trout fishing net it was fully loaded with that fish in it but <laughs> nice I'll, I'll go check it out yeah man I'll go check it out um very cool now what pound thrust is your trolling motor it is a i think it's 50 55 pound okay yeah i'm pretty sure pretty sure it's, it's called the motor guide xi3 and i imagine that probably get up and go with it on a kayak it'll go Let's see about four and a half miles an hour you know in, in on that kayak now this kayak you know it's, it's pretty wide so i mean you can paddle it but it's um it works really really well with the motor yeah i'd imagine so, yeah i mean it really and you can stand the whole time you should check it out man for you if you're anywhere up here in north georgia call me you can take it out we'll go fishing we'll go fish the edward or something hey you know? don't tempt me with a good time man i'll definitely be hitting you up <laughs> so so you told me you never caught a smallmouth, a, a spotted bass? No, I have not spotted a smallmouth. For some reason, small every okay. time I've gone fishing for one, I've never caught one. Just always caught largemouth or spotted or like shoal bass down here in the river. But I've sure. yet to hook into a smallmouth. Well, you can go up to fish, catch them on Chickamauga pretty easily. That's. You know? I think my brother goes there so. quite a bit. He takes his yep. kayak up there. Man, you better you better make that happen. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. It's We're time. actually trying it's to time. plan a trip here soon. I'll have to let you know. We like to go backpacking at least once or twice a year or something, but we're either do a kayaking trip too on the river. We like to do that. Let me know, man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I don't want to keep you too late tonight. We're going on about fifty minutes here or right at. Um, if you want to plug yourself for people to come check you out if you got your YouTube, don't you? Or cause you do a lot of videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um go to youtube and search die fishing my last name's die d-y-e search die fishing and i've started that a couple years ago man and it's really it's really i mean it's it's growing i mean it's not like huge like 30,000 40,000 subscribers but it's growing slowly and mm -hmm. I, I, I learned that youtube is a you got to put the work in and be patient be That's, patient in it. yeah i gotta make that leap i gotta start doing more video for like especially me doing the podcast and stuff like that I feel like that's what's going to help my numbers jump more, which I'm doing yeah, fine it, now. It's growing, but no, I think it could be it could be better. What I've learned uh, between Facebook and Instagram and YouTube is that YouTube you get the folks that want to sit down and watch a ten or fifteen minute video, and they you know you'll you'll see the watch time where people, you know, like Instagram, you know, those short videos they watch. Facebook, 
they watch a decent amount, but YouTube, I feel like that's where you can really, I don't know. It's, it's like people want to settle in and sit down and actually watch a tournament play out or watch a story on how you got on a pattern. Yeah. Not just, I want to, not just, I want to see a cool fish catch. Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm on YouTube and that's growing. And then, uh, Instagram is die fishing, D Y E fishing. And then I have a Facebook Craig die kayak fishing. Um, that's my Facebook page. Okay. So, um, a little bit of everything, man. I just, like I said, I, I love doing it. I love sharing, you know, trips with my kids and on my YouTube page and my tournaments and my, and the co-angler stuff. I mean, you wouldn't believe the co-angler videos that I've made in the BFLs. I've got more hours watched on those than anything. Oh, I, bet. I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot of guys that want to get into it and maybe don't know how or haven't just you know haven't just committed it's, to I mean, it. yeah it's a big deal and if especially if you're not really into fishing you know i mean like where do you even start yeah. i could only imagine yeah. i was just fortunate enough i grew up with knowing a lot of cousins my dad and all that that brought me into it taught me at a young age <laughs> yeah it is so so i mean those videos are doing really well a lot of guys that are interested in it have been watching those and messaging me and asking me questions and what i say to them is just sign up and go do it, man. It'll be fun. Be open-minded. Don't be worried about super competitive. Go there to learn, you know, and it's cool, man. Oh, so, for sure. Now, do you yeah. just use GoPros or do you got your own, like, an extra camera? How do you record video? Um, well, I do right now. I just use – I use a GoPro 10 and a GoPro 8. Okay. And I, use a, I use a chest mount alongside, like, I'll use a camera behind me as well. Yeah, um, I noticed I, that too. How did you how did you set that up? Because I got one GoPro now. I'm going to buy me another one eventually, just so I can mm-hmm. start doing videos like you're doing. Um, yeah. Well, how did, did you just use like some PVC or is it like a certain stick you bought? Uh, oh, for the camera mount, like in the kayak. Yeah. Um, there's there's something called the Yak Attack is who makes it. That's the brand, and they have a oh, they yeah, have I've heard of them. The, yeah, they have a one called the Boom Stick, which is a longer camera mount. And then they have the, I think it's called the Panfish Portrait. Uh-huh. Um, both of those are really good. The Boomstick is the long, long one. And the Panfish Portrait is maybe shorter. Like, I think it's like maybe three or four feet. I'm not sure exactly. I'd, but, I'd uh, probably prefer the longer one, wouldn't you? Yeah, the problem with the longer one, though, that if, if the mount you have it on is not stable, the camera's going to bounce around a lot. Uh-huh. So you got to well, be I careful. I can fix that. How, do you just got it stuck in a rod holder, or is it actually like put on a ram mount or something like that? It's um. It goes onto the. They have a track. You know, okay. a lot of these kayaks have have those metal tracks, and then a T bolt goes inside of the track, and you tighten it. Oh, okay. All right. So that way you can move it forward and back however you want, tighten it, and it stays where it is. All right. So I'd have to mount one of those onto my kayak, which ain't, I've mounted rod holders and stuff. Yeah. Mine, so it ain't it's bad. easy. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty easy. And that's another mark of the kayak, too. If you buy one, you can customize that sucker to how you want it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, what, what I've learned in 10 or 12 years doing it is just, uh, I really, I mean, it might not sound like I keep it simple, but compared to a lot of people, I do keep it pretty simple. Like, I just bring, you know, five or six rods. I got the motor guide and the Raymarine mm. and my crate. Yeah, a lot man. of guys like to, like to put all kind of crazy lights and do all this and do all that. I just don't. For me in a kayak, the less things that can break, the better. 
That's how you know, that sounds like me bow hunting. It's just one less thing yeah. to go wrong. You got enough going against you already. <laughs> yeah, like the less connections of anything, the better. Believe me, because tournaments or anything, it's gonna go wrong. You know, it's gonna uh, happen. Oh, it will. Uh, now, how big yeah. of a battery does that? I meant to ask you this earlier, but how big of a battery does that trolling motor use? Um, I use a I I um I use Dakota lithium batteries. I use a hundred amp hour battery, and um that will control my motor. I don't know, probably two days. Dang. Like I, I, like, I don't even, I've only killed it once, and I was pre-fishing Gunnersville, running on high, covering water, you know, two miles this way, a mile this way, three miles this way, and mm -hmm. I finally killed that sucker. <laughs> but um, but that Dakota lived the 100 amp hour lithium battery. It's a little bit lighter, obviously, um, and, and it, it's good, man. It's Heck good yeah. stuff. Well, that's awesome, yeah. man, and I appreciate you taking the time to come on. This was a fun episode. And like I say, yeah, the man. door's always open for you to come back on, for sure. Yeah, man, call me anytime. And, you know, I I mean, to talk fishing and kayak fishing and whatever else, man, I love it. Heck I yeah, care. man. I, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get sick of it, for sure. Oh, no, that's me either. I love it. Well, man, you have a good evening and uh, a happy Easter to y'all. Hope everything's good from, or travel safe wherever y'all are going. And thanks for coming on. All right, man, you too. Thank you. All right, man, you have a good one.